Welcome to the e-learning and digital classroom podcast brought to you by iDigitalClassroom.com. Whether you are a learner, an instructor, or an online instruction designer, this is the podcast for you to get the latest in e-learning, digital classroom survival tips, remote technology, e-learning best practices, news, and interviews. Hello, I am Dr. Joy Alata. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I will start discussing a series on penetration testing and frameworks. In the last episode, I described the need to make a detailed plan before embarking on a penetration test project. In this episode, I will introduce various approaches to penetration testing. The need to discuss testing is born out of the desire to ensure the safe and secure use of softwares. Almost everyone that has access to the internet uses some software or the other. The pandemic era has even made the use of computer software more prevalent than any other time in history, especially since the origin of the internet. Some people might say that they are not security professionals and may not be showing interest in software security discussions. My response to such thoughts is that the need to develop and maintain secure software and applications through testing is not only responsibility of security professionals. We are a priority and a need for everyone who uses any software. Even if you do not use it directly, the organizations that provide services for you do use them. And any breach from your service providers may have a devastating effect on your livelihood. Almost every one of us can contribute in various ways to ensure software security by either using applications responsibly or contributing to business logic that powers application design. I have to emphasize here that software security is not a black art that is known only by very few people. Contrary to that perception, software security is everybody's problem. Whether you are only a user who has no knowledge of software engineering or a business leader or manager, the security of applications should be your utmost priority. Softwares and applications should be tested to ensure that it meets expected standards. The standards are written in a way that most people will be able to read and understand them, even when they do not have technical knowledge. All that is missing is a commitment by individuals and organizations to put their applications to the test by comparing the quality of the applications to stated standards. Understanding vulnerability assessment does not require strong technical skills. There are many frameworks with a graphic user interface that makes it easy for non-technical people to use the framework to test for vulnerabilities in the applications. Anyone with a passion and interest to ensure a safe world while using applications can contribute to the security of applications. 
So are you interested in learning how to perform vulnerability assessment testing? If so, feel free to reach out to me. In some organizations, there are wrong perceptions that software security issues are problems that only the IT department can resolve. That perception is so far from the truth. There are almost infinite possibilities to security vulnerabilities of applications and solutions to the vulnerabilities can be rooted in many aspects of business logic. Sometimes the security problem of software may not necessarily be a technical one, but a problem with the business logic. Business logics that have some levels of flaws in them will also manifest in any custom application developed by that organization. When the problem is deeply ingrained in the root of the business logic, developers and many other IT professionals may not be able to spot the flaw until after malicious hackers have taken advantage of it. This portrays the need why business leaders need to understand the importance of vulnerability assessments. Oftentimes, the IT department or the CTO or CIO or whatever name you give to the head of IT in your organization is left to figure out the, the rate of return on investment in vulnerability assessments. My perception is that if you do not measure your applications through vulnerability testing, malicious hackers may measure it for you. And you know the rest of the story when malicious hackers find the flaws before you do. Are you a CTO, a CIO, or head of IT who is left with the burden to prove return on investment in vulnerability testing? Have you been able to succeed in establishing the return on investment in vulnerability testing? Or how do you go about proving the return on investment in vulnerability testing to your higher executives or the C-suite in your organization? I believe that there are many of your colleagues that would love to learn from you and I would love to interview you. Please send me a message through this episode's page. Dr. Joy continues in a moment. Do you work or learn online? Does your career path require that you communicate and extract data from the web? Do you wonder how to improve web page designs, including web page layout and interactivity? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I recommend that you consider learning web development. Dr. Joy is giving away a free course on web development. Visit www.idigitalclassroom.com to claim your free offer. This offer is available for a limited time only. Make your claim now and don't forget to subscribe so that we can send you the latest podcasts. Time will not permit me to enumerate all the economic implications of insecure software. But anyone that has been paying attention to the news on software security would have heard a lot about the losses that are constantly incurred by individuals and organizations when they have a breach. There are three fundamental approaches to cyber defense. Some of the approaches to cyber protection include general cyber security, offensive cyber security, and defensive cyber security. 
as security becomes more complex, organizations also use multiple approaches to cyber defense. So let me discuss each and every one of them in no special order. The general cyber security. The general cyber security approach refers to the various actions, activities, and methods that individuals and organizations use to secure, maintain, and protect their digital space. Oftentimes, what forms the general cyber security approach includes the use of secure environments, secure sign-on, secure password, dual authentication, vulnerability assessment, security testing, security consciousness, and many others. I have discussed several methods of general cybersecurity in the previous episodes. I suggest that you may want to revisit them to understand it better. The second is defensive cybersecurity. Defensive cybersecurity tends to use prior knowledge or understanding of a system environment to analyze the environment with a view to detecting potential network flaws. With defensive cybersecurity, the objective is to understand what could go wrong and how to take a variety of actions aimed at long-term assurance to making the wrong things right, to securing the organization and its digital assets. Some of the activities in defensive cybersecurity include cyber threat intelligence analysis, vulnerability assessments, defensive engagement of potential threats and sharing and collaboration within team members or even with other organizations in the same industry to decide or to arrive at a strategy on how to combat malicious hackers. The reports gathered from all those information gathering activities and analysis are employed to secure the system and its applications. Also, the results can be used for long-term planning to ensure um, assurance and to ensure that um, systems are developed in a more secure way. The third is offensive cyber security. An offensive approach to cyber security involves developing a strategy to proactively conduct a cyber attack against hackers and unlawful penetration testers in a way to combat them and to deter future attacks. The offensive approach is the opposite of the defensive approach that relies on our reaction to perceived threats. With the offensive cybersecurity strategy, an organization or individual can use ethical hacking techniques to simulate cyber attacks on itself. This approach will enable an organization to measure its approach and response in the face of an actual cyber attack. I must emphasize here that you are not allowed to perform cyber simulation without approval or authorization. If you are a learner, do not use this information to carry out offensive cyber attacks on systems that are not yours or applications you have not built or maybe websites you do not have authority to penetrate. There are many websites that you can use to learn penetration testing. 
Such websites are designed for that purpose, so your penetration test will not be unlawful if you use them. But I must also emphasize that before you try, read through the terms and conditions for the test. Because if you do that unlawfully, that will be perceived a criminal activity. I will discuss some of the websites that are built for penetration testing in the next episode. There is no one best approach to cybersecurity, and many organizations use multiple offensive strategies to understand how an attacker is trying to breach networks and penetrate their system. Many organizations use cybersecurity specialists who have the required skill, the knowledge, the training, and the experience to develop the correct type of strategies that will be useful to mitigate cyber incidents in their digital space. In addition to crafting the strategy, cybersecurity specialists monitor, analyze, and fix potential system breaches that may be exploited by cyber criminals. Dr. Joy continues in a moment. Do you work or learn online? Does your career path require that you communicate and extract data from the web? Do you wonder how to improve web page designs, including web page layout and interactivity? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then I recommend that you consider learning web development. Dr. Joy is giving away a free course on web development. Visit www.idigitalclassroom.com to claim your free offer. This offer is available for a limited time only. Make your claim now and don't forget to subscribe so that we can send you the latest podcasts. In this episode, I discussed three approaches to penetration testing and the need for non-technical people to engage in ensuring software security. In the next episode, I will discuss the use of OWASP ZAP as a framework for vulnerability assessment. Do you agree with any of the reasons I mentioned why non-technical people should engage in software security testing? Or do you have other suggestions on who should engage or learn about penetration testing? If so, please share it with our community. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your support in keeping this podcast alive. If you need more information about what I discussed today or have something to share with our community, please go to the page for this episode at www.idigitalclassroom.com and leave your comments. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you're a first-time listener. And please rate and review the podcast. We depend on your feedback for improvements.